Well, hello again, and uh, welcome to another episode of The Follower. On this episode, uh, I would like to make some comments on a passage that I was uh, recently reading just the other day, actually, yesterday, and uh, Lord just really used Psalm 42 uh, to encourage me, and so I'm just wanting to hopefully encourage some of you uh, with the words of Scripture uh, on this particular episode of The Follower. You know, as we follow Jesus, there are ups and downs and so many highs and lows in life. And in this particular psalm, Psalm 42, we encounter uh, a situation or a person who is definitely uh, going through some tough times, a a downer. And maybe uh, you can relate to that. And if you can, then I'm sure that this psalm will be an encouragement to you, or maybe you know someone who's going through a very difficult time and at a low point in their life. And uh, the Word of God obviously can can help uh, lift us out from those places and uh, encourage you to open a Bible if you have one with you. Andy, to uh, turn to Psalm 42. Psalm 42 uh, comes with an introduction, so it says, To the choir master, a maskil of the sons of Korah. And a maskil is just a, a musical term, so as many of the psalms, as we know, uh, it, it is a probably a poem or lyrics to a song that then put to music and used in the Hebrew Uh, community and singing and in worship and things like that. And Psalm 42, 1, very famous verse. I'm reading out of the ESV, the English Standard Version, and it says, As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And those are the first two verses, as the deer pants for the streams of water, the author of this psalm says that their soul pants for God. And that is uh, a beautiful image, but it's also a a very desperate image when you think of a deer in a very dry and uh, kind of a barren landscape just to survive, needing water, and this deer is panting and looking for water. And in this psalm, we, we um, encounter this, this person whose soul is panting for God. It's just, to me, a picture of uh, someone who is totally spiritually desperate at this point in their life, and really water... <laughs> Uh, we need water to survive, and and it's almost as though this person whose soul is panting after God is is in a state of um, incredible thirst and desperation. It's like life and death. This soul thirst for God, and kind of asked myself as I was reading this, well, why is this person so spiritually dry and depleted? Why are they so desperate? What is going on uh, in this person's life? 
for them to be so needy for God. And like most of Scripture, just keep reading in the context, and the context usually clarifies those things. And in verse 3, we do read about the tears of this, this person. My tears have been my food day and night. And so we see a person who is um, in a state of perhaps depression, and I'm not speaking of a, a clinical depression, but maybe more circumstantial depression. They're in a place where they are just constantly crying. Their tears are their food day and night. And I want you to think about that. Um, maybe you know someone who's in a place like this, or maybe you are. And why don't you just take um, a second? Why don't we do that now and, and uh, think of that person and just commit them uh, to the Lord? Again, this person that we're reading of in this psalm, Psalm 42, uh, we've established is in a state of spiritual desperation. They're, they're crying. They're desperate for God. They're at a place in life at this point where they are just panting, spiritual panting for God, a longing, a desperate need for God, just to, to stay alive spiritually. And in verse 5, we read about, again, a little more in a little more detail about the condition of this person's soul. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? And this phrase, cast down, in some translations it just says downcast, cast down or downcast, the exact same thing, is used in verse 5 of this person. It's also used again in verse 6 and then again in verse 11 in reference to the soul of this person being cast down. The term cast down in the Hebrew literally means to sink. And so it's describing a person who is just sunk. Uh, in a state of uh, sinking spiritually. I, I get this picture of, of the Titanic, and we're all familiar with that story of this unsinkable ship that in its very first voyage hits an iceberg and then sinks to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean on its way to America. And this is what is being described when we read of this term cast down and it's as though this person is confronting themselves why why am i like this why are you cast down oh my soul this person is uh in a state of being sunk spiritually they're crying the their tears are their food night and day and this, this picture of this person that we're getting is one of, um, you know, someone who is in a very bleak state, someone who is like 
in the middle of the ocean with the waves crashing all around and they're about ready to drown. In fact, if you keep reading, even in verse 7, that's exactly what in the Hebrew is going on. The cast down is a sinking, like something sinking in, in the water, and that's what the person describes. His soul is like that. He, he talks about the deep, talks about the roar of, of waterfalls, and then the breakers and the waves that are going over his head. And so this is not a very good picture. It's a tough situation that this person's in. And, and the question becomes, what can be done? How can this person, how can I, how can you rise above a situation like this in life when we are so down and our soul is cast down within us? Is there hope in this struggle for the soul? And I think obviously there is. And, and in, in the psalm in verse 8, it says this, By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me a prayer to the God of my life. And in this one verse, I think there are three practical steps that I know in my life that, um, that I can take, and I think others as well, to kind of help us to, to rise above our desperate circumstances and our longing for God. And uh, I'll point those things out uh, in just a second. Again, in verse 8, the psalmist writes, By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. And I think the three things here that I made note of in my own life as a reminder to um, incorporate and practice when I find myself maybe feeling sorry for myself or when I'm in a state of, of spiritual uh, distress, when, when there's turmoil, which seems to be just overwhelming me, when I feel like I'm completely helpless, like the Titanic sinking, that there's nothing that can be done to reverse that situation. Um, this one verse in the middle of this psalm, I think, gives us a clue Number one, to focus in on God's steadfast love. And I think that's very significant that this person uh, points out God's steady love or his loyal love. And as you read the psalm, you read about people who are out to get him, who are um, mocking him and and really making his life miserable and attributing to this soul turmoil that, that he's in. And if you've ever had that happen to you, and if you're a human being, <laughs> I'm sure you have, where uh, people are hurting you, whether it's with their words or their actions or whatever it may be, um, like the psalmist in this passage 
does, we need to as well remind ourselves how much we are loved by God and that God's love is steadfast and it is loyal. And regardless of what's going on around us or what others are saying or doing or thinking, we have to look at our position in, in, in Christ and understand how, how much we are loved by God. And that's the first thing. And that's what the psalmist does here and talks about the steadfast love. And then it says, at night his song, will, his song is with me. It's as though this person is reflecting on how much they're loved by God and that there's nothing that they can do or any circumstance or situation that they would be in that would remove them from the love of God, that nothing can separate us from God's love. <clears throat> and uh, then they start singing. And that would be the second of the three things that I notice here in verse 8, is that um, after reflecting on how much we're loved by God, that, that it would cause us to break out in song, uh, make melody in our heart to the Lord, and just begin to praise Him. So if you're feeling down and, and you're in a place of uh, spiritual desperation like this person in Psalm 42, go ahead and just sing and listen to music and, and praise and worship the Lord. And then this third thing, a prayer to the God of my life. Um, stop what you're doing and pray. When you find yourself feeling uh, downcast and overwhelmed and uh, overcome by the circumstances or the situation that you're in. Just take a break and just pray and cast your burdens and anxiety upon the Lord. And that's what we see throughout all of the book of Psalms, and specifically here in Psalm 42, which again was a great blessing to me just yesterday. And I hope these thoughts bless you in some way as well. The psalm ends in verse 11. Again, he asked himself, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And I think that's a fitting end to this uh, psalm. The hope that is in God, the, the assurance of the salvation, and knowing that there will be praise. So rejoice in your salvation. Continue to follow the Lord. And may God bless you as you follow him with all your heart. See you next time. God bless.